This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metalpod! Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome back to The Metal Pod. My name is George, uh, Brendan Flum here, my co-host. And this week we have a special guest, uh, Evan, who is the audio production director at Impact. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah, man. How you guys Uh, doing? Evan, pretty good. Uh, I just want to tell the people listening to this that Evan is kind of the unofficial third member of our Metal Pod crew because he's the only only other guy that that you hear every episode with with the vocal intro, and he did our theme music. So thank you very much for doing all that, sir, and welcome finally. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Evan made all the bumpers for us, uh, and yeah, did a great job and killed it. it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we guess we can get into the shirt stories. I'll go first. As you can see, um, I'm wearing my Ney Obliviscaris shirt, uh, who is right. a prog metal band from Australia, um, and they're pretty sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, got, got the violin metal in there. <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, yeah, I got this shirt when I, was, when I saw them at the Majestic in Detroit. So they nice. opened for Winter Sun. Um, have you heard of them? I, I haven't, actually. Oh, okay. They're like a um, Scandinavian band, you know, like. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Detroit and I bought their shirt and yeah. Very nice. Um, I've got my, uh, I don't know if you can even see that. It's my Code Orange uh, Forever era shirt from uh, 2017. I got this shirt. Um, when I saw them open for Gojira at um, 20 Monroe Live in Grand Rapids. Uh, mm. It was the first time I ever saw Code Orange. I had barely heard of them. Um, I was there for Gojira more so. And uh, yeah, Code Orange opened and like I said, never really heard of them and they just blew my mind. So I was like, all right, this this band is, this That's is sick. the future right here. So I got to get a shirt and it's I've just been in love with them ever since. So Hell yeah. yeah. How about you, Evan? What you got? I'm wearing my Fuming Mouth sweatshirt. I got it uh, when they opened for um, Jesus Peace in Harm's Way yeah. in Detroit at the Sanctuary uh, back in 2018, I think. Okay. Sick show, stacked lineup. Um, yeah, it's great. I love the band. They're sick. Yeah, and no, Jesus Peace was, uh, they were supposed to open for Code Orange this year, I believe, with uh, Year of the Knife and Machine Girl. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty disappointed about that, obviously. But, I know, it's going to be a sick tour. I, know. <laughs> I love those bands, and I was like, damn <laughs> yeah hopefully it uh it comes back next year or whenever we're able to have concerts again so that's Definitely. that's near the top of the list for sure yep for sure all right uh let's get into metal news Brennan, what do you got for us yeah, so not much since last time we talked. Uh, the biggest and really only thing worth mentioning, um, Allison Chains was honored with a Founders Award, which is like a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Seattle Museum of Pop Culture, also known as MoPop. Um, hmm. And that ceremony was broadcasted on Amazon, actually. And uh it featured tribute performances by, this is a long list, but it's worth reading just like the amount of respect that Allison Chains has in the music community. So 
the uh, the tribute performances included Fishbone, Corn, Mastodon, Metallica, Sammy Hagar, Tom Morello, and members of Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses, Heart, Jane's Addiction, Mad Season, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Primus, Screaming Trees, Slipknot, Smashing Pumpkins, and Soundgarden. Um, Robert Downey Jr. also made an appearance. Uh, Let's go. No dope. shit. Yeah, I, I don't really know why, but it's it's pretty dope. And uh, Lily Cornell Silver, who is Chris Cornell's daughter, um, also made her musical debut there. So wow, pretty sweet. Yeah. Cool. Give yeah. Alice their respect; they deserve it. Absolutely. Um, you guys, big Alice in Chains fans? Huge, huge. Alice in Chains fan. Same. Awesome. Good to hear. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, Definitely. Of, all, of all time, found it out. Better so than Nirvana. Yeah, we're gonna we're Thanks. gonna have a, a whole grunge episode where, I mean, I I think better, better is an interesting use of use of word, but better than Nirvana. They're definitely the two best grunge bands. So, are yep. you gonna are you gonna do the are you gonna do the hot take again where you say that Nirvana is better because you know that they're not in your heart of hearts. In my heart, in my metal heart of hearts, I can't say that they're better, but. Uh, Nirvana. Elson Chains, man, they're definitely the top. <laughs> All right, I, I love it, Evan. I, I love <laughs> that you you're very pure about this. And uh, if if you don't know, Nirvana was like probably my favorite band as like a teenager. They and then that kind of got me more into the heavy stuff from there. So, right. I mean, you can yeah. probably see it, Kurt, right here on my wall back there. Um, <clears throat> I, I love them a lot. Um, obviously, but yeah, Elson Chains probably. Well, this is off topic, but it's kind of topical. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. That, what's the What's the better unplugged, Nirvana or oh. Alice in Chains? Ooh. Those are like those are literally my two favorite unplugs of all time. That is such uh, a good question. It's such a good question. I probably Nirvana, I, right? Ah, dude, it's it's tough. I it's mean, Alice in Chains unplugged is good too, though. It's yeah. so good. Their their fucking set list was so sick. Yeah, <laughs> and. I, I will say I like watching the Alice in Chains version better because it's a lot darker and more, more eerie than Nirvana. Uh, but if I just, man, even even just listening to it just with sound, I might have to go with Alice in Chains. That's really tough, though. Put me on the yeah. spot already, man. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that's all I got for Metal News. So, All right, sweet. So uh, I'll let Brendan take over. Um uh with the the topics um which we'll be uh pretty much interviewing evan about so yeah go ahead all right evan, i'm gonna put you on the spot now first question is uh kind of a hardball um pantera or lamb of god you know what Ooh. i'm really not a big big fan of either of them to be honest i just okay. just those bands i've never really got into okay um but Ooh. Lamb of God is more punk, so yeah. Let, let the man answer, George. I, I would not. No, I'd, I'd probably say Lamb of God. Let's so, go, Brendan. Eat your words. Two guests in a row. Lamb of God over Pantera. Go, yeah. Go kick rocks. You just, you just influenced his answer, bro. I was gonna say it anyways. Okay, all right. you just heard him. You heard him. Lamb of God solely is- based on the uh, the tribute performance for uh, um, Suicide Silence. Yeah, I was his performance. Say. Ooh, yeah. so good. It, it, He's an insane yeah. vocalist. Yeah. You know what? That's that's very fair. Um, Mitch Mitch Lucker was a great vocalist. The new guy's pretty good too. Um, but yeah. 
the only reason Trent said Lamb of God is because, you know, he's your roommate, so he's going to side with you, George. So. I, I mean, your roommates will probably side with you. So, you know, not you my fault. You also sided with me when you, you texted me saying that Pantera was better. I need to see some evidence here. This, I, I don't believe you. I don't know. Randy's a pretty evidence. good vocalist. No, he's – yeah. And, Evan, just, just a disclaimer. I don't know if you watched our Pantera versus Lamb of God episode, but it's – it's very neck and neck. Like I, I love them both. Lamb of God is an all time favorite artist for me. Just I, Pantera is my favorite band of all time. So really, I, I got to pick them. You know what I mean? They got That's some bangers for sure. Yeah, exactly. They also so, have yeah. some not bangers. That's fair. All right, we're not going to get into it because you know <laughs> we do this every fucking episode. So let's just move on. All right. Yeah, go ahead. All right, Evan. Uh, Evan, how did you get into metal? All right. Um probably the same sort of story for everybody you know back in like you know elementary school I was playing like guitar here on rock band so you know there's all those like new metal and butt rock bands um like you know like Breaking Benjamin, Linkin Park, Slipknot you know those are definitely the, you know everyone's gateway bands into metal um so yeah I was a big uh you know Limp Biscuit fan I liked uh Korn all the classics and then hell around yeah. middle school what I just said hell yeah yeah, for sure. Um, and then around middle school, I got into like, um, like some like scene metalcore bands, like a day to remember. Um, like I remember like an older friend of mine showed me a day to remember for the first time. And that was like my first like metalcore band. I was like, Ooh, this shit slaps. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I liked, you know, motionless and white, um, all those like metalcore bands that are just like, Ooh, kind of cringe, but they're also my guilty pleasures, you know, can't not. Yeah. Them. Very understandable. <laughs> But then in like high school, I got into like hardcore and stuff. So I like heard bands like, um, you know, like Knocked Loose, Code Orange, you know, all that classic stuff that's, you know, getting pretty big right now. But, you know, back in the day, it was pretty small. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're kind of blowing up this year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I love to see that. That's, that's part of my one hot minute. So I won't get too into there right now. But yeah, like you said, it's kind of a similar story with everyone. Um, yeah. Mine was also pretty similar. George, George's kind of was too with those gateway bands, of course. So yeah. Um, Evan, what do you like about metal? Ooh, um, there's so much to like about it. I and mean, what's not to like about it? <laughs> like, That's what I said, man. <laughs> there's great instrumentation. I mean, you got riffs on riffs on riffs. There's sick drum parts. Uh, the vocals are sick. You know, there's so many different styles too, which is cool. Lyrics are usually, you know, either way over the top and kind of funny, but like they're also <laughs> sick or they're like super relatable you know, super emotional. So that's really cool. And uh, concerts, man, who doesn't like going to a metal show? They're so sick. <laughs> best concerts. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was my next question for you. What is what is the best concert you have ever seen? Ooh, I've seen, ooh, I don't know, man. Probably oh, right. the first, the first, yeah, it's really tough. The first one that probably comes to mind would be like when I saw Code Orange Headliner in 2018, I think. That's it was the them. Shelter. Yep, at the shelter, yeah. yeah. Like, them, Twitching Tongues, Vane, um, and then some really off-color artists that, like, did not fit the bill at all, and everyone was kind of like... Yeah. I don't remember who it was, though. Yeah, um, it was, it was uh, Nicole Dollinger, or however Dude, yeah. she's George, awesome, George. though. I'm a big... Yeah, I'm a big Nicole... She definitely... Like, really? out of, yeah, but she's not a metal artist, so there's no reason for her to be on that lineup. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but, like, it was definitely just, like, not the vibe. And, like, yeah. also because we had, like, you had, like, three bands ahead of them, b- ahead of her play, and then she played, like, right before Code Orange, and everyone was just kind of, like, right. not, like, paying attention. 
dude, she is metal as fuck, though, no matter what. Even though she doesn't make metal, she is dope. No, but yeah, seeing Code Orange there, man, it was literally probably the sickest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I've been to some pretty insane concerts, but, like, their stage presence, presence is insane. Like, uh, yeah. the bassist and the, the bass player. Yeah, the, the bass player literally kept grabbing me by the shirt and, like, pulling me up on the stage. <laughs> And I was just getting yanked up like multiple times. I was just stage diving. It was so much fun. Oh, dude, that sounds fucking awesome. It was insane. <laughs> stage diving is uh have you ever staged over before, Brennan? No, I've not. Um, have you ever have you ever, have you ever crowd surfed? I've I've done that like twice maybe, but not like dive dude, off the stage. Dude, stage diving is where it's at. <laughs> stage diving and crowd surfing has to be like a top ten like life experience. At a metal show, it's like a top ten life experience. Because you don't you don't do it often, but you you just tap the like the, the guy next to your shoulder and you're like yeah bring me up and then you just get carried. Or if you're on a show like like the shelter like the sanctuary you just like go up on the stage and just fucking just <laughs> eat off. <laughs> so awesome. much yeah, fun. That, that's kind of the beauty of a metal show like when you can just ask a random guy standing right next to you like hey can you help me like fulfill this lifelong dream I have you know <laughs> yeah go and do it so it's sweet that's that's the metal difference right there but um that that shelter show George have you seen any shows at the shelter before? I don't think so. I haven't, no. It fits like, what would you say, like 100 people, maybe? Like, uh, It's definitely like a 500 cap room, maybe. Okay. It's but like, in like the uh, like front like you know, dance floor area, it's only yeah. like 200 people max. But right. And this is a hot take here. I do not like that venue. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, for those who don't know, it's in the basement of St. Andrews Hall, which is oh. a bigger... A bigger size. It's cool, but like the security man, they just kind of suck, you know. Yeah, they they do. That is very true. Um, like there's multiple times I've been to a show there where like there'll be like like a couple security guards just standing in the middle of the pit and then like just knocking dudes out for like you know because they're moshing or something. It's like, dude, we're at a fucking show. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of the of us being there. Like, yeah, they start like manhandling kids and throwing them out of the pit. It's like, what are you doing, man? Holy shit! (laughs) Yeah, it's it's aggressive. Um, and Evan, you know that like bench that's kind of to the yep. left. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that Code Orange show, I was just standing on that the whole time because I like I oh, like shit. I like watching. As as George knows, I have I have a bad uh, back issues that kind of restrict my my moshing abilities, which yeah kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Anyway, I like watching it because like I, you're you're right there too, so it's sweet. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, this has a dangerous feeling to it. And yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> what's crazy, though, is uh, me and my two friends were standing on that bench, too. So I probably fucking saw you, which is nuts. Yeah. We were probably standing right next to each other. I just didn't even know. Yeah, exactly. And that's me and George. Like, we, we've only known each other since last summer when we studied abroad together. But in, in talking to each other, we found out that we've been to very many of the same concerts together. That's without crazy. Yeah. Knowing each other. So, like, like we're all we're, connected. Uh, oddly, like odd coincidences it's just like like whoa you've been to that show yeah like it's awesome that's nuts yeah yeah last thing i'll say about the shelter though uh it's like you said it's not my favorite but it's it's probably the coolest in that sense that it's like i mean you're literally underground so it feels yeah i like, do like that sense and yeah. i like how the stage is set up it's got like there's a stage and there's also has like a built-in riser right on like right in front of it Yep. So it's great for stage diving, you know. You can just <laughs> run across it and then just jump off. Exactly, and it's probably that is probably the loudest concert experience I've had. Like, I I had a headache for like days after. That's yeah, how loud. So loud. <laughs> yeah. 
in Va- Vane's set was even crazier because that was the first time I ever saw them. That was right yeah, when their like new album came out. Yep. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was fantastic, of course. Um mm-hmm. that's that's a tough that was that was the kind of answer I was hoping for when I asked you that that, that question. So Fuck yeah. I guess, <laughs> hell yeah, man. I guess the next logical one to ask you though is who are your favorite metal artists? All right. So I got a list right here. So I'll right. start with like one of like just probably like an over overall classic of mine. I like every time I die a lot. There's definitely a sound okay. for like everyone there. They've been around since like nineteen ninety eight and they're still putting new music out and they're still touring like they play the shelter every now and then too so it's like they're playing small shows um and they're just as fucking crazy as they you know have always been and uh there's definitely something for everyone there like they've gone through like so many different like sound changes there's like their early stuff is like super like 2000s metalcore they've gone through like um kind of like a punk southern rock vibe for a couple albums and then now they're on like straight hardcore and punk and it's just like everything's so good yeah 100%. 100%. Um, and sorry to interrupt you real quick, yeah. but uh, I remember uh, they opened for, was it Fallout Boy and uh, someone else? Like Yeah, they, I remember they, that. I almost went to that show because I just remember it being super off color, like for no yeah. reason. Like, I don't know who threw them on the show. <laughs> right. I was, I was like, I don't, I'm not a big Fallout Boy fan, but like I saw every time I die was opening. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I might think about this, but I, I didn't pull the trigger. But still. Neither did I. Yeah, the, the tickets were too much. I was like, I don't want to just go for a gag just to see them going to play and a bunch of like 12 year old girls. But, like, oh, no, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt um, you, though. You can no, you're go. good. You're good. Uh, my second artist um, is just, like, one I've been digging for a while, Sanction. Um, mm-hmm. They play super heavy, super yeah. heavy uh, metalcore. It's definitely, like, a throwback sound to, like, early 2000s. And um, I've seen them probably the most, honestly, even though they're a fairly new band. I've seen them, I think, seven times. Damn. And uh, they're just stupid heavy live. Like, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. And it's just so hard not to mosh. Like, I get there and I'm just like, ooh, got to throw down, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're so good. Um, they only have, I think, two albums out um, and, a, and a couple EPs. And the Chef's Kiss, man, it's good. Um, next band, uh, one I've been digging kind of recently is Creeping Death. They're super oh. sick. Um, it's kind of like part of like the, like, just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a new wave of old school death metal. It's like what people are calling it. And it's, um, Definitely like a throwback sound to like bands like, you know, Obituary and Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. But they're all like rooted in hardcore. And so they're all playing like hardcore shows. It's super sick. And they just got riffs. I mean, yeah. the riffs and the breakdowns are just so sick. And the dude, like the vocalist, he's kind of this like overweight, got a beer belly. He goes up on stage in like black, like skinny jeans, takes his shirt off. He's just hairy. And he wears oh, like wow. a spiked gauntlet. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing, my guy? <laughs> but it's so hard. So <laughs> That's sick. funny. <laughs> Um, next band I've been digging pretty recently as like as of this summer is Cast in Blood. Um, they're kind of playing a different sort of like metalcore sound. It's kind of like um, you guys ever heard of bands like 18 Visions or like um, It Dies Today or any of those like uh, like 2000s like uh, California metalcore bands. Um, it's got like um, it's kind of an interesting throwback sound. It's like super heavy like chugs and um, riffs, but then there's like clean sung uh, choruses. Um, super cool though. Definitely recommend them. Um, and then all-time favorite has to be Deftones, you know, Ooh. just a yeah. classic band. I've seen them only once, surprisingly. Um, Me but, too, yeah. Man, there's just so much, there's so much to listen there, and it's like, probably if I had to listen to one band, you know, for the rest of my life and not hear anything else, it's probably Deftones, because there's just so much to, like, dig in 
you know get something new out of every album every time you listen to it yeah that is that is very true they've got and like you were saying about uh every time i die they kind of change their sound a lot um mm-hmm. obviously their their early stuff is super heavy and then they've kind of moved into more like shoegaze if you want to call it that yeah uh, and i'm sure you listened to ohms their new album which was kind of yeah what, what'd you think <laughs> i've only listened to it a couple times to be honest but like it, both times i listened to it I, I just didn't really like i don't know nothing really grabbed me i got you yeah um it was okay but which i think it's kind of like the consensus everyone's like saying right i don't know i what do you think i i liked it better than i thought i would so i think that's why i like because i think diamond eyes was probably their last one that i was like in love with so yeah and it's probably their best since that unless you beg to differ i mean that's just how i heard it but i mean yeah i liked i liked gore a lot surprisingly i know yeah. that's kind of a hot take but there are a couple songs on there like the um the one with Jerry Cantrell is so good. Yeah. Uh, Geometric Headdress. Is that what it's called? Um, that's or another one. I don't, I don't know if it's that one, though. But I, I, mean, I haven't listened to the album in a while. Yeah. The, the title track, Gore, is heavy as hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Doomed User, that's heavy as hell. It's a good one. So, yeah. Like, I, I like all their albums, just some better than others, obviously. Definitely. So. What's your favorite one? Uh... It's tough because I think White Pony is probably the one that got me into them. And that's like, because I remember like I needed a hat and I was like, I'm, I'm really into Deftones. And I was like, well, let's just see what that like. I, I went through every band I like to try to find yeah. a hat. Deftones just had the White Pony on a hat. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, <laughs> it's pretty minimalist mm-hmm. and, and all that. And um, yeah, so then I... Got, like rediscovered white pony but if i have to pick just one favorite i think it's got to be around the fur just for heaviness sake so look yeah that's mine <laughs> it's so right, sick good. yeah it's like white white ponies like the the perfect mix of heavy and not not mainstream or pop but co- more more commercial i, yeah. I guess yeah. is a way to put it whereas around the fur is just heaviness it's so good so. Yeah, what was the, you said you saw him one time. What was the one time you saw him? Back in 2016, I think it was, they toured with um, Refused. Rise Against? Oh, okay, okay. It was, it was a tour before that one, because I almost went to that one, but um, I think I had other commitments okay. or something. But yeah, it was cool. Um, Refuses, I'm mean, I'm not my favorite. They're cool. Um, right. But they were, they were sick, though, Deftones. Um I yeah. wish I got in the pit, but, you know, couldn't afford those tickets at the time. <laughs> it's like that sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, of course, we know how that goes. Um, the, the one the one only time that I saw them as well was on the Diamond Eyes tour, so that's how long ago that was. It was, Damn. It was uh, Mastodon opening for Deftones, opening for Alice in Chains. Damn. Oh God, that sounds awesome. That's yeah. stacked. It, it was very stacked, and I – the, one of the reasons I love Deftones so much is because, like, seeing them so young at that age, um, it's, like, burned in my memory. Um, they had a disco ball on stage with them, and it was, like, at sunset, so it was just absolutely beautiful. Um, and their sound went out, like, completely. But they, but they kept going, and, like, just watching them keep going without sound was just nuts because Chino Damn. was screaming his ass off. And uh, the the drummer was just still going ham. It was insane. So like, yeah. I just mad mad props to them for doing that. That's insane. Yeah, it was sick. Cool. So, yeah. Um, 
unless you got anything more about Deftones, I'm going <laughs> to move nah, on. Yeah, you move on. <laughs> we, we always go on these little artist tangents, but I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next question, though. What are your favorite metal subgenres? Ooh. Um, I mean, obviously, metalcore. Um, there's just so much there to listen to. There's like different sounds, different eras. It's, uh, I love breakdowns. I mean, who doesn't love a good breakdown, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just a lot there you can really listen to. It's definitely something for every, everyone, you know, whether it's like, like the poppier stuff, you know, from like 2010, you know, like the you know Warp Tour era where you like just riffs, like, you know, bands like Kill Switch Engage or something. Oh, yeah. You know, you know there's just a bunch of stuff there. Um, also like Deathcore, you know, who doesn't like Deathcore? It's death metal with breakdowns. Um, I don't like modern Deathcore. That might be a hot take, but. Um, really? Huh. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. What, I don't do you, know. what do you define as modern deathcore? I don't know. Bands like that kind of just like instead of going for like you know like the suicide silence like kind of just straight you know death metal with hardcore. Um, it's the more like genty stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I so, so I don't know. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but I mean it's cool. Um, I do like you know some some death metal. Um, I like a lot of modern death metal, like Fuming Mouth, Creeping Death, um, like those kind of bands. Um, let's see, new metal. I mean, who doesn't like new metal? <laughs> it's so sick. You're lying if you don't like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I like a little bit of thrash. Not like super into thrash, um, but it's cool. Definitely can respect it. Um, like I'm missing something here. Maybe that's it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you covered a lot. And I oh. guess the first the first thing I have in response to that, uh, with with new metal, like, you're, you're lying if you don't like it. I mean, that's kind of, that is the new metal mantra, I feel like. Like, mm -hmm. you, you are lying if you don't like it. Me and George. Yeah, everyone, everyone loves those songs. I mean, yeah. there's just, like, commercially successful, like, hits, like, you know, like a bunch of Limp Bizkit songs. But there's also, like, a bunch of, like, a lot of hidden gems, like Limp Bizkit's first album is so good. It is. Um, Corn sick. I mean, Corn's been around forever, and they right. yeah. keep putting still out amazing. great stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's so sick. And Slipknot. I mean, obviously, you know, they're just right. putting out banger after banger, and they're still going at it like mm. just as strong. Exactly. And me and George have had that conversation about like purists and elitists in the metal community hate new metal because for whatever for whatever reasons but like it's it's probably like the heaviest and also like kind of the most eh, i wouldn't say that <laughs> let, let me let me finish like it's it's the heaviest and most like accessible at the same time like mm -hmm. like like corn is the prime example like super super popular obviously like you, you you'll hear corn on the radio but they're like still heavy as hell mm -hmm. yeah a lot of uh, elitists don't like metalcore or deathcore either. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I think that. it's it's interesting because, like, I think there's, like, a weird, like, grace period where, like, 10 years, like, 10 years from, like, where they're saying, like, oh, this is the new sound, you know, it's, it's bad, you know. All the gatekeepers will be like, no, 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 this ain't it, you know. And then, like, 10 years down the road, you know, they'll stop, you know, they'll start being nicer to it. And, like, I mean, look at Slipknot. Like, they're a prime example of that. Like, all, you know, the critics love them. They're always charting, you know. And uh, they were just, you know, you know, one of those new metal bands, you know, back in the day. And everyone was like, yeah. oh, they're wearing masks. It's really gimmicky, you know. But, like, they're probably the biggest band in the world right now. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. So I think I think metalcore is like coming around to that. Like I know um, the Devil Wears Prada, and that, I was never really a big fan of that band, but they're definitely like one of those like um, you know metal sucks like review like Darling Childs right now. I think like they're you know doing mm-hmm. a lot of artsy stuff, and they're definitely kind of you know lessening up on you know the hate for those kind of bands. So. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say too. It's uh, it might it, it's that, and I'd say the fan base too is probably a factor. Like the definitely, that's a part of the reason why people I feel like don't like certain subgenres. Um, yeah, just the fan base and like I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, but but, but like you said about metalcore, like there's something for everybody. And me and George have talked about this about how like there's some metalcore that I just can't stand because like it's so like whiny, and yeah. For, for lack of a better term um but then there's like it's it's a very big umbrella word metalcore like mm-hmm. like for example like the the amity affliction or, or a band like that a, a warp tour kind of band like that yeah or pop punk inspired whatever you want to call it and yeah. then there's bands like code orange which is like they're one of the heavier ones right now so like yeah like you said there's something for everybody mm-hmm. um absolutely speaking of warp tour though i just was curious have you ever been to one been at two. So I went to the last two, um, 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was fun. I do I kind of miss it, you know. Um, it's just cool. Like, there's no other concert like it where you can just, like, first of all, be there all day, but then also see such a wide range of bands. Yep. Um, and then, like, I mean, you would go from, like, seeing something like the Acacia Strain to then going seeing, like, a, a like an emo band, like, Movements, and it's just so sick, you know, and everyone's there to have a good time, and then you also get exposed to so many other bands you probably wouldn't listen to. Right. And, I mean, this is so fun. I, mean, I do kind of miss it. I mean, there's definitely, like, aspects that, you know, we shouldn't talk about, you know, right. you know, it's parts of it that should not come back, but if it were to come back, I mean, I would probably go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I went to the last one. That was the only one that I've been to, um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great time, and the, the reason I went, I was like, okay, it's never, maybe, maybe never. It's, mm-hmm. it's never going to come back, so I might as well see it now, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've said that it's going to be like a one-off thing every year where they just do like a couple shows or something in California, maybe. Yeah. In, in the future, like this this lack of concerts right now is going to make people hungry for them again. So yeah. hopefully it could come back. But um, I heard that, you know, um uh franz from um attila i don't i know attila well but i don't know like any band the, the dude he's like the lead singer he's like a millionaire or something he's like you know what? i don't know hey, he's insane but apparently he is gonna buy it from the owner what that's the word i don't know he um you guys ever watched like no jumper yeah 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 actually yeah, yeah. He, he did a no jumper interview and he said it on there oh no way uh, i'm gonna have to check that out yeah um I yeah, guess I, I gotta ask you though, what was the what was the best band you saw at the last Warped Tour? I don't know. I'm trying to think who even played. Um, um, I think I don't know if you are a fan or if you remember this, but they originally weren't on the bill. But when when I got there with my buddy, we we checked the like lineup list and like Falling in Reverse made a surprise appearance because like they weren't supposed to be on the bill and then they were they were like the opening show so damn really I you check that i don't out. remember that yeah yeah it's pretty cool um, um i trying to think I, chelsea grin yep saw chelsea grin that was cool yeah. um that was the most hostile crowd i've ever been in like yeah I was, I was pretty it was definitely a warp tour crowd you know which is oh yeah 
What does that mean? What, 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 like, what is the definition of a warp tour crowd? I don't know. It's I hate so I've never, I've never been. Huh? I hate to use the word like normie, but like they're definitely just people that like. I mean, it's just the the cool thing about warp tours. You know, people get exposed to different kind of sounds they wouldn't normally be. So there's a lot of people that like were probably just walking around and they were just stopping to you know catch the set. You know. Um, oh. But yeah, it was a big crowd, which is cool. But there are definitely some like you know those kind of people like I don't know. Well, yeah yeah a lot of douchebags um yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah I, i'm only asking because i've never been and i um i i didn't even know about warp tour um uh, until like very recently not very recently but like more recently so when i figured out what warp tour was it was like oh this is gonna be the last one we're never doing it again so i was like oh whatever like I it didn't really cross my mind that much, but now like hearing you guys talk about it, like I wish I would have gone just to experience it. Cause yeah, it's not my type of, um, my interest in metal um, as much, but it would, it would have been cool. Like you said, to like get exposed to new bands, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and the first time I went like Warplay, which was sick, you know, oh, wow. they were, I know, which I was like surprised. Um, so yeah, they were, you know, I, I didn't want to go in and get wet just cause it was like, a, you know, a long day. I didn't feel like being covered in, you know, blood and cum, you know, so <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll watch in the back, but it was sick, though. I mean, <laughs> that's funny. That's that's the bucket list band for sure. I've, I've yet Quar. to see them, but I think, I think everyone it's, needs it's to see them. It's definitely cool to see them, see them once. Yeah. Um, you, you said, were they at the last one, or did you see them, like, another time? Uh, just, they were at the, not the last one, but the one before that, like, 2017. Okay, okay. So, they played right before Hate Breed, so I was like, "Oh, okay, might as well stick oh, around." Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, did you did you listen to Hate Breed's new album by chance? I haven't. Is it any good? It's your typical half hour Hate Breed, you know, just yeah. just classic. You know, you, yeah. you get what you pay for with Hate Breed. As, as yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you never gave me a straight answer though. So who is who was the best artist you saw the last Warp tour? Oh, um, probably, probably every time I die, just because they fucking played it so many times and it's cool to see them play like the last one. Yeah. They can play it like what, like nine or 10 times. Um, so that was cool. Um, Harm's Way was sick. Um, cause I've only ever seen them like in like a small venue since the them on a big stage was kind of cool. And that dude, the vocalist is just a monster. He's fucking just a beefcake. I mean, dude, he's just ripped. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't catch their performance at the last one, but I've seen them elsewhere. So, um, and, and only once, so I barely remember. But they're, they're one of my favorite, more hardcore ones to listen to. Um, yeah, they're sick. Yeah, I guess that's a nice segue into uh, the, the main topic at hand, which is uh, our top five metalcore and hardcore artists. So, Evan, who are yours? Ooh, top five metalcore and hardcore artists. Um, hmm. Well, current favorite, I throw Never Ending Game, kind of support the hometown. They're a Detroit hardcore band. Okay. Um, and they're just playing a, like a classic, you know, heavy beatdown style hardcore. It's a lot of chugs. There's also some sick, like, guitar solos and riffs on top of it. Mm. Um, they're so sick. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um... I'll throw Sanction back in there. Um, just love them. They're so cool. Uh, 
I'll throw Fuming Mouth in there, um, even though they're like death metal, but they're, they were signed to Triple B, which is like a hardcore label. Um, they recently just got signed to Nuclear Blast, um, nice. but they yeah. just play with a bunch of hardcore bands and, you know, they're all about, you know, people like throwing down hardcore dancing and it's just so sick. Yeah. Um, hmm. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think here. I'll throw a case in there. Okay, yeah, I was I was gonna help you real quick because uh, you you obviously made a playlist for us. Link for that is gonna be in the description below for those listening to this. Um, and it's absolute fire. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll throw a case restraint. Yeah, George, uh, just real quick, uh, Evan, we George and I on the last episode of the pod we we talked about hair metal. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said not for me. That's gonna be a no, no for me, dog. <laughs> me as well. I'm not really. Yeah, it's it's not for everyone, but it's it's a necessary part of the history book. And definitely. I, I I just gotta say, it was really nice going from listening to hair metal all last week, and then your playlist just brought me back to to ground level, you know. So that was. That Love was really, to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, a case you're strain. They got so many great records and they still play small shows and still bring out like instead of touring with the same bands they like played with you know 10 years ago they're bringing out new bands constantly and it's just such, such a cool thing to see yeah that um, sound really cool mm-hmm. um did i give in three or four i think that was four was okay four. uh five i'll throw harm's way in or not harm's i'll, I'll, I'll throw harm's, harm's way in there they uh got a cool just industrial sound and you know it's kind of like code orange in the sense that like you know they throw like a bunch of like synthesizer and you know right you know industrial elements but it's also just a, like a different sound which is really cool and uh they're really fun to see live yeah for sure um that's it's kind of i mean that's why i like code orange so much because they're like kind of a melting pot for so many different areas of music like you said like in like they're, they're throwing industrial electronic elements in there which is you know like again going back to like elitists and purists and whatnot like you, you think that would be a bad thing on paper but then you hear it and it's like this is the heaviest thing going on right now mm-hmm. so they're, they're really pushing the envelope there which we'd love to see yep george who are, you, who are your top five metalcore slash hardcore artists so my top five is all they're all deathcore artists so okay. Um, and a lot of them overlap with uh, tech death for some reason. A lot of tech death bands hang out with a lot of deathcore and metalcore hardcore bands. Have you yeah. guys noticed that? Um, yeah. So I guess my first one here is Infant Annihilator. Um, they're fucking awesome and they have a cool name. Uh, number two, Thy Art is Murder. Uh, yeah, I mean, what can I say? I saw them at, um, I saw them at the intersection uh, probably in 2016. 17 i want to say and uh which leads into my third band which is fallujah who opened for them and they um they're cool too they're like another uh like kind of like tech death like techie like prog um death metal yeah, band i was out. gonna say they're 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 pretty proggy which is cool because you don't really yeah. see them a lot in, in in the death metal scene so right uh and then uh number four i've got white chapel like who doesn't like white chapel um yeah. And they're a band that I actually like. I, I like them more live than I do listening to like their albums. Um, yeah. So I, I'll always yeah. go to a Whitechapel show because they tear it up. Uh, and then uh, 
my fifth one is Rings of Saturn, which is another kind of like, like fast tech, like crazy solos and all that stuff. So cool. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I, I think, uh, Rings of Saturn is, uh, is dope. Just, just a quick story. Um, I took one of my, my buddies who I've been, he's been getting more into metal through me over the past few years. And the first like really, like really heavy metal show I took him to was, uh, is like Suicide Silence and Attila and, uh, Spite was there. Who's, uh, in a, they're not in my top five, but they're definitely an honorable mention. Um, they're, they're kind of more underground, but they're, they're heavy as hell. Um, anyways, Rings of Saturn was the first band that he saw, my, my buddy saw. And I was, just, I was just looking at him the whole time because, like, just the look on his face was like, what the fuck is this? But, like, I could tell he loved it. Yeah. Dude, a lot of the times when I show people, like, the really fast stuff like that, they're, they're just like, I, my brain can't comprehend this. It just sounds like sound effects. That's like what my, like my friends will tell me. Yeah, they, they, just, like, yeah. they're not, they don't sound like they're playing instruments, which is, I think is always funny. Yeah, and like whenever I listen to like electronic music or dubstep, like my, my uncle always gives me shit. Like that sounds like a bunch of power tools right now. And I mean, I, I get where he's coming from. But like, <laughs> yeah. So sick. Um, Evan, I think you could answer this better than me, and I always forget, but is Die Art is Murder – is that the band where the lead singer went to jail for like putting a hit out on his wife or something? Uh, no, that's, um, see, like I, I always forget. Oh, it's too. slipping me. Shoot. Uh, yeah, it, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Give me one second. It's going to kill me if I don't figure this out. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to put you on the spot, but I, no, I no, no. Yeah, that's an insane story, though. Um, I know the guy's name, but I always... As I lay dying. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. He put a head out on his wife? That's fucking yep. metal, dude. No, I'm kidding. Don't, <laughs> oh murder is not condoned. Homicide is not condoned. You shouldn't hire a hitman if you're going to kill your wife. If it's a crime of passion, you should probably do it yourself. But again, we don't condone murder. The best part the, of the story is that the band was, like, Christian, too. They're part of, like, the Christian metalcore scene. And then so the guy was like... <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna get a you know a hitman to kill my wife. <laughs> that is so crazy, dude. But yeah, why why'd you ask him the thy art question, asshole? They're on my list. The lead yeah, but... singer of thy art, CJ, actually was gonna be the harsh vocalist for Nave Livascaris. He's he's from, he's Australian, so he was in the scene with Nave Livascaris. I think I've told you this many times. I, I yeah, yeah. And um, like yeah, that we want you to be our harsh vocalist and tour with us. And he's like, uh. I, I forgot what the exact quote was, but he was like, yeah, I can make more money from thy art, so I'm going to do that instead. But Nayablivis, like, has surpassed thy art, in my opinion, in terms of um, not just their musicianship, but their popularity. So it's just a little, little fun fact there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry to – I asked Evan because, like, he, this is his uh, subgenre, obviously. Yeah, so no, I, I know. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, and I always, I always get those two bands mixed up because, like – they're both forward uh, band names, and like they're they're kind of similar. So like I always get those two confused. So that's my bad. Uh, sorry, Thyers Murder. I I like you guys, of course. I just I get you confused with with the band who has a murder or attempted murder as their lead singer. So whatever. <laughs> Moving on. My my top five metalcore slash hardcore artists. Uh, 
I, I included some grindcore and gore grind bands in mine because I like 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 we talked about like metalcore is kind of a it's the broader umbrella term. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of I mean, would would you Evan consider like gore grind and grindcore part of the the hardcore scene? It depends. I think I mean definitely you know you have you have the core part of it. Right. Um, but there's definitely more bands like there's bands that come from like the more metal side where they you know rather than the ones that come from like the hardcore side. Right. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I, th- I would, you know, I would just think, you know, if I could see them playing with like a band, like, you know, I don't know, Cold Orange or like, you know, Sanction, if, if you know, if I could see them playing with one of those bands, yeah, you know, fits right. under the umbrella. I think Napalm Death is a band that's like that. It's like probably more on the metal side, but they fit into like the, the grindy kind of uh, sound. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I could definitely see them touring with um, those bands you just mentioned. So that's it. Yeah, and thank you for saying that because they're actually my number five. So that's, oh, nice. That's perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Napalm Death the number five. Um. And number four can't have Napalm Death without Carcass. Um. Mm. They they go kind of hand in hand. Um. Carcass is like the king of gore grind, I would say. So had had to throw them in there. Um. Number three, my favorite deathcore artist is Suicide Silence. Um. For obvious reasons. Um. Number two, I've got I've got Trivium actually. Um, they're Ooh. like they're I wouldn't like consider them like straight up metalcore, obviously, but they're like I hang with those guys. Kind of root- yeah, yeah. Like, they're they're rooted in it. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of a band like Avenged Sevenfold or someone like that, where like their their early stuff was like actually metalcore, and then yeah. they, they like progressed from there. So mm-hmm. had had to throw them on. Um, and then number one, of course, is Code Orange, um, my my favorite like modern era band. So, um, yeah, that's that's my top five. Nice. Uh, guess we can move on to pick of the week. Uh, Evan, what do you got? Um, got the album "Don't Close Your Eyes" by Parkway Drive. It's a, a classic. Um, it's I feel like it's just heavily underrated. Um, I mean, it's just a quick departure from like what their, you know, current sound is, which is like, you know, big arena style, you know, butt rock station metal, but like their older stuff is so good. And I feel like their first album is, oh, it's a banger back to back, you know, front to back, so many good songs and they just got riffs on riffs on riffs. It's so sick. Yeah, that's, that's fair. For, for the people who don't know, and I mean, I think at an audio team meeting we had back before COVID started, we had like a whole butt rock session so for the people who don't know what butt rock is you want to explain that to them yeah the the best way you know i would describe it is it's any of those like radio stations where you hear you know it's like you know anything butt rock you know like you know so it's like the thing that butt oh. rock comes from uh, <laughs> so you know they only you know it's stuff like i don't know like probably like uh i don't know breaking benjamin's kind of pretty pretty butt rock um Wow, that, I, I that remember, makes so. I didn't know what that term meant, but now that you now that you said that, that makes so much sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, all those kind of bands like. Um, you guys know Chevelle? Is it like that? Chevelle's kind of? sick. Yeah, but yeah, but definitely bought rock. But yeah, Chevelle, sick. <laughs> yeah, My like I remember. Chevelle. Who is? My friend. Okay, I thought you said you were. I'm Evan. You said you're you're you like Chevelle? I like their um, the first couple albums a right. lot. They're super sick, though. Fair enough. And I, I remember at, at that meeting that I that I just mentioned, there was lots of Papa Roach going on. So that's <laughs> who, who I always think of. So, um, 
And just to bring it back to the new metal real quick, like I feel like that's bands like that are like I I like some Papa Roach songs. I'll admit it, but like there's bands like that are why people don't like new new metal because like you, you got and I, I said this to George like the really good new metal bands are awesome, of course, like Slipknot, Corn, etc., all the ones we already mentioned. But then you got like the ones who make it look like a scene or whatever, like Papa yeah. Roach. I mean, Limp Biscuits later stuff is. Yep. Yep. Um, favorite, so. Yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, George, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week is a Fallujah album. I don't know how much you guys listen to them. Um, like I said, they're more of a proggy uh, death metal, deathcore band, tech death, whatever you want to. Uh, that that pretty much that category. Um, and it's the the Flesh Prevails album. Um, it has sweet album art. All their album art is like very very. I don't know how I would describe it just like very um artful and like cool um and yeah it's it's good it's not your typical like death chord there's like slow parts and they also have uh, like a female vocalist on some songs um clean vocals um yeah it's good stuff sweet um, yeah yeah my pick of the week is uh it's it's a new album actually uh and we we actually talked about it on the pilot but um due to like a band member's illness or something it didn't come out when we thought it was originally supposed to in like september and it recently just got released like a couple weeks ago and that is uh no cover by ellison who as we as you know is uh dave ellison from megadeth that's his like solo project um they put out like a covers album of like old school metal and just like kind of revamped it with a bunch of really cool guest stars so if uh if anyone out there is looking for some old school metal that's like got a, a newer edge to it it's it's a great listen so yeah um before we move on to trivia uh evan i just wanted to say you, you said parkway drive is that their first album yeah okay um i know when, when we talked about this before you said you like the earlier stuff more than their newer stuff mm-hmm. okay Fair enough, because I know like they're they're another one of those bands who've kind of like been blowing up lately. So yeah, it's cool. I, was, I mean, it's good to see you know stuff you know people from you know the metalcore scene like back in the day you know blowing up. It's just really cool, but not my cup of tea like the newer stuff. But fair enough. And th- that was another canceled concert. It was supposed to be them and Hatebreed and uh, yeah, some someone else that was I think Knock Loose. Yeah, Knock Loose, mm-hmm. and, uh, Fit for a King. I think was to round it out. So. Another yet another concert we got to see when they come back. So. Yep. Yeah. Um. Trivia though, Evan. I know yours is uh is is a little bit more different than how we usually do it here. So we're gonna let you go first. Yeah. So um couldn't really think of any like history trivia. So I figured you know let's just tell some funny stories. So yeah. First question. Um, either you guys can answer it. Uh, out of these injuries, what has not happened to me yet at a concert? Knock on wood. Uh, a punched in my face, causing my nose to bleed. B kicked in the side of my head, thus ripping off a mole. C getting a black eye. Or D a stage diver's feet landing on my head, splitting my forehead open. Oh, Jesus, dude, those all sound terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, can I answer this one? I'll, I'll do this one. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna say punch in the nose, punch in the face, leading to a bloody nose didn't happen, but everything else did. 
and I, and I think the oh incorrect. All right, I, 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 I was gonna say I, I think the one that uh, I mean I'm sorry if it did happen, but I don't think the splitting your head thing happened. Incorrect. I have not gotten a black eye. I don't think that's pretty uncommon. I think it's pretty uncommon to get a black eye at a concert because someone really just has I to punch like you it. right in the eye or like kick mm-hmm. you right in the eye. Yeah, yeah. So I I've will... been. Po- Sorry. I got want me to go into the stories. I mean, I could tell them pretty fast. If you guys oh tell yeah, us. definitely tell us the story. All right, so I got punched in my face, caused my nose to bleed at when I saw Parkway Drive uh, a few years ago. Um, I don't remember who played. It was like, it was them headlining, and then some kind of like poopy, you know, newer <laughs> school metal core band that's like you know, eh, kind of poop. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Stick to Your Guns, which is like a classic hardcore band, you know, from like the Warp Tour, you know, scene. And so, you know, me and, like, two guys there were, like, hardcore dancing for Stick to Your Guns because everyone else was, like, push-moshing and stuff. And then um, no one wanted to, like, push-mosh. I was like, all right, sweet, I'll hardcore dance. And I literally took, like, three steps into the pit, and some dude just fucking cold-cocked me right in the face. And I was just like, what? And I, my nose was just bleeding. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I just stood on the side of the show the rest of the night. <laughs> but I was like, all right. Oh, so, the night. <laughs> yep. What, what I got kinda... kids in the side of my... I was What's gonna up? say, what what kind of what kind of hardcore dance moves do you pull? Like what what, what like the, do you do like the windmilly stuff, or do you like you know? Yeah, so there's you know so when you, whenever the uh, quick quick hardcore dance you know tutorial, um, whenever the you know snares on two and four, so it's like a do 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 that's called a two step, um, and that's when it's, you, you're kind of like alternating like right arm left leg, left arm right leg, and you're kind of like running in place. You oh, do that beat. Everything else is, you know, kind of up your, you know, up to your own game. You could, you know, do some swinging, you know, <laughs> you could do some windmills if you want. Just throw some kicks. I always throw some kicks, you know. Love it. There's a whole bunch of options there. Yeah. Dude, I think hardcore dancing is so great and so fun to watch. It's so I, sick. I, I, I love it. <laughs> it's, I'd be lying to you if I say I don't, you know, like bedroom mosh every now and then, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's, that's a, that's a common occurrence. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know they say no karate in the pit. It's only dancing, guys. We're not we're not hitting we're not throwing chops at each other's necks. It's it's you have your space and you and you dance within that space. Bro, all the shows I go to, I just get like beat up. <laughs> I'll be like, stand on the <laughs> side and people just come up and just right to my fucking like neck or something. God. Which leads me to my next point. Yeah, so I got kicked in the side of my head, ripping off a mole. Um <laughs> at the uh the show I got the sweatshirt at, it was like during Jesus Pieces set. And um it's this tall person with long ass legs just like came up like back kicked me right here and ended up with a mole like back here and just ripped it off what and i didn't even hell? know my friends were like dude you're all right i'm like yeah i'm fine like, you're bleeding and i was like oh <laughs> jeez <laughs> i don't think i've ever um, been to a yeah. show where people just like are ki- like punching openly or kicking openly yeah. i go to <laughs> i should go to, i should start going to hardcore shows <laughs> you should they're fun they're That's why a real they're, good time. They're called hardcore for a reason, right? That's mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. And then, yeah, uh, the first, like, hardcore show I went to um, was actually my prom night. I skipped my prom and went to a concert. Oh, yeah. And um, it was a scene every time I die over at the uh, loft in Lansing. And um, some dude just staged off, off this, you know, stage, front flipped, landed feet first right on my forehead and just split it open. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fucking brutal, dude. The, the first, the first like hardcore show I went to, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, this is this is about it. It's about right." <laughs> <laughs> this is about what I expected. Mm-hmm. What yeah, welcome hell? to the scene, I guess. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, question. I'm going with question two. Yeah, go for it. 
Okay. This isn't uh, injuries, but this is like, you know, witness or uh, things I've witnessed or experienced. So one of these did not happen. Uh, okay. A, taking my friend to the hospital because he got knocked the fuck out. B, uh, the show stopping because someone flipped off the stage and hit their head on the stairs on the side of the stage. C, almost getting into a fight with someone selling lemonade. Or D, getting twerked on by another dude while hardcore dancing. <laughs> Brendan, yeah. I, I answered first last time. I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah, I think those all happened except for the stairs one. Trick question. They all happened. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so one of the first one of the uh, like freshman freshman or sophomore year went to a show with my buddy um over in saginaw the, the venue is called counterculture it's not there anymore i don't think um but yeah it is during Sing- what's up not yeah it's it is still there knock loose was uh really they were, i think they were supposed to play there uh before covid or something Damn. uh yeah but that's um point, yeah. but yeah so I, during sanction set uh someone kicked my friend and he just got knocked out Dude, and um, sometimes people just die. Like when you see a guy getting carried out, like by two paramedics, like, make a lane. You're like, that guy just got like, yeah. Killed. I mean, it was a small room and it was like, I already didn't feel good being there. Like this room's really small and there's like some big guys here. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> and uh, you know, so he got knocked out and then we like took him back like, outside of the venue. Cause it's super small. And I was like asking him some questions. He seemed all right. And then I was asking him like where we were at. He was like, he thought we were in Detroit. And I was like, oh, nope. All right. <laughs> how, how did he get knocked out? Like, well, how did he get hit? Um, someone kicked him like, like a spin kick and just right to like the, you know, jaw. Bro, you guys got to stop doing karate in the pit. No more, <laughs> yeah, no more spin yeah. kicks. Yep. Um, okay. So yeah, the show stopping because someone flipped off the stage and hit their head on the stairs. That happened uh, a couple years ago at the sanctuary. Um, Someone just staged over. There was no one there to catch him. I don't know why he, why he jumped, but uh, back of the head, right in the side of the stairs. Show stopped. Oh. He, had go, he had to go get staples in his head. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so I almost got into a fight with a person selling lemonade. So the last Warp Tour, this was a really weird story, actually. Oh, um, like, you know, because you know how, like, the Warp Tour crowd is. There's, like, a, a stage and, like, all the grass area. People are kind of, you know, standing in a circle around, like, a pit, right? The, uh, you know, those guys like at like baseball games who are like selling like popcorn and like snow cones and stuff with those like boxes. There's a guy selling lemonade like that. And he was like walking through the middle of the pit, like no selling water, but people are moshing. So I was like making the joke. I was like, why is this guy like walking around like this? I turn around and all of a sudden this guy's just up in my grill, like ready to box me. And I was just like, my bad, you know? <laughs> He was not, he, he was, he's been grinding all day long trying to sell fucking lemonade to you, you degenerates. And that, that comment just sent him over the edge. He's like, man, yeah, I, I'm sick. I'm sick of these. I'm sick of these guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He was not having it. Um, and yeah, then getting twerked on by another dude while hardcore dancing. Um, so it's actually a nail show. Surprisingly of all, of all places. I don't know why I would have been there. Um, and yeah. like, it was stupid heavy the entire night, you know, but a lot of the guys are there were kind of push moshing and nails is a hardcore band. Um, I think, you know, the, the guys in the band would say that too. So like, you know, we, we were letting the push moshers, you know, do their thing. But then, you know, when nails came out, we wanted to hardcore dance, me and my friends. And so we're kind of like running the pit and this, this group of like three guys, they're pretty big. I mean, they're all bigger than me and my friends. And one of them just came up and started like throwing his ass back, like toward me. And I was just like, I kind of like backed away like that. And then looking back, I probably should have like hit the guy. I'm like, you fuck off, you know. <laughs> um, definitely probably the weirdest experience I've had at a concert. 
but yeah. <laughs> Fantas Fantasle. Yeah, that one's that one's gonna be hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, weirdest yeah. concert experience we, that should be added to our questions because that that is yeah, a really good question. Tough. Yeah, there's so many stories you know anyone that, can tell. I mean, we've been going to concerts for years now, obviously. So like we've we've seen I've seen so many weird things that I just like block them out at this point and just yeah. like erase them from my memory. Like, just, just keep, just move along, you know. Like, yep, yeah, you yeah. Like, just, all right, I'm gonna back up, you know. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Like, yeah. Um, George, you wanna, you wanna ask our guest your trivia question? Yes, I will. So, Evan, you're a Parkway Drive fan. Um, when they were formed in 2003, what did they base their name off of? It's a, it's a street, right? Where they, ooh, I don't, it's definitely a road, isn't it? Is that your answer? Or is it just, they just, they just threw it together and like, it's, it's either one of those. I don't know. <laughs> Which is it? One guess. I'll say it's based off a road where they grew up. Correct. The band took their name from the street where their home uh, rehearsal space was. And they also turned it into a venue quote unquote and they called it the parkway house yeah. so yeah nice i, I thought it was that but i was like also they, they couldn't just throw it together and made it up you know it's like a lot right, of those right. bands did dude i think you're the first person that's gotten a trivia question right in the past like episode or two really um, yeah. yeah we we our trivia questions have been um killer um but yeah so brendan my trivia for you yeah. uh you're a big code orange fan um what was Code Orange's first band name when they formed initially. Oh, this boy. Am I, am I right? Frozen. Did you hear me? You you froze. Yeah, I did. I, I froze. You froze, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, it was Code Orange Kids, correct? Yes, you got it. Right. which is not as hardcore was... as Code Orange. So, yeah, well, dude, I couldn't think of anything, okay? I, it, similar to the uh, the hair bands episode, I, I, I don't know much about um, this subgenre as much as our other ones. Right. So I just, yeah, that's mine. What do you got? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> thank, thank you for the softball. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you. From last year's Ammo album, Bring Me the Horizon song, Wonderful Life, features okay. which notorious metal vocalist? Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't really listen to Bring Me the Horizon. I know one song from them. Uh, I'm going to guess... Who hangs out with Bring Me the Horizon? I'm going to guess... Um, mm, Corey Taylor. No, it's uh, any filth from Cradle of Filth. What an oddball question. See, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you you like black metal, Cradle of Filth. I, was I don't like, listen right, to either of these bands. There's no way I would have been able to answer <laughs> that. I don't. I don't listen to Cradle of Filth or Bring Me the Horizon. There was no way I would have known that. <laughs> Bro, you like black metal, correct? I do. 
Cradle of Filth. Yeah, I like old black metal. Cradle Cradle of Filth is probably the softest black metal like band, like new what? black metal band. Like as soft as in like not like as far from black metal as you can get, but still be labeled black metal. TBH. Evan, Evan, you 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 have any anything to say there? <laughs> You know what? I'm not the biggest black metal fan. I've tried so hard to get into it, and I have like some friends that are super into it. Um, I don't know. It just hasn't clicked for me yet. So I don't know. Bring me the horizon. Six, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah I, I was like that too until George kind of showed me the way. So um, yeah, I'm a yeah. black metal fan. Nice. Yeah, um, Evan. I guess I'll ask you your your trivia question. What does the Code Orange mantra, T-O-T-H, acronym stand for? Sinners of the Herd. This boy just went two for two on trivia, dude. Look at that. Wild. So that's their, that's their thing, T-O-T-H? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's on like all their – it's like their handle on Twitter. Um, like anytime they post something, they like sign it with T-O-T-H. Um, yeah. Yes, it's it's a song from uh, I I Am King, um, one of their albums. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean they're the thinners of the herd, you know. It's, Absolutely. They're, they're, it's pretty much them, them them saying they're the shit right now, which they kind of are. So mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, cool, yeah, right? Evan just went two for two on trivia. Um, that never happened again in the history of this show. So um, <laughs> I gotta give you props now while we're here. So. I appreciate it. Um, we'll we'll move on to the of course we'll move on to the the one hot minute though. Can be anything. Anything you want. All right. Yeah. Uh, wear a mask if you're watching. You know, wear your fucking mask outside. <laughs> it's not fucking hard. It's you put it on your face. You're outside for, you know, maybe like 30 minutes at the grocery store. Suck it up. Put it on. I don't want to hear you fucking bitch about it. Um, also, you know, it, it, you know, we're still in a pandemic. Don't be going out and having parties with 20 people. You know, I got, got some, you know, people across the hall having parties at their apartment. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> if you, and no, we're all sick of it at this point, you know, but if we all just, you know, buckle down and, you know, power through, we'll all be, you know, we'll see the end of it. But, you know. Got some dumbasses, you know, <laughs> you know, doing some bullshit, you know. Can't fucking wear their masks and stuff, you know. Felt. That's my rant. Yeah, I, that I, was the, the frustration I, was felt there. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, but, and, you know, it's not hard. Keep everybody safe. You know, we're all in this together. Right, and I think it's fair to say that we both second that notion as well. Um, we we want to, we want we want concerts again, man. And the yeah. only way for that to happen is to just, you know. Follow the guidelines. Like I know it sucks, but I want to go to a fucking concert. You know? I know. The, the the unfortunate thing is too, like concerts are going to be the last thing that comes back. You know, for sure. After all this, so it's just yeah. like, bro, you know, let's get our shit together. Yeah, and my the the thing I always say when someone complains about wearing a mask is, bro, if Slipknot can wear a mask on stage for three hours night after night you can wear a mask for not that long you know what i mean definitely like, definitely we should just we should make slipknot masks but they double as our face masks so every time we leave the house you just put on your your fucked up slipknot mask and, and you're, you're 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 looking cool and you're you know staying safe 
So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, they're they're actually selling those on their website right now. So. Um, oh really? Yeah, if you're interested, you can check that out at their website. Um, but yeah. I wonder. I wonder how like what quality they're like because they can't be like the stage ones, right? Because those ones are like custom made. No, they're they're just like the gator masks. Oh, like, oh. See, dude, I, like, I, I would just make one that was like really nice, and then that would. Be I know what you mean. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. George, what's your one hot minute? My one hot minute is <clears throat> on harsh and clean vocals. I love harsh vocals. Harsh vocals love me back. Um, I like I like really deep uh, harsh vocals. So uh, less of the um, less of the like screaming um, kind of higher upper register. I like like really deep vocals. And uh, I guess my it's not really a, it's not really a rant. It's just kind of I don't know. But I think part of the reason why I don't like um, some metalcore specifically as much, uh, is because of the, the mix of the harsh and the clean vocals. Um, I don't know. It just sounds weird to me the way that metal, not, not that I don't like, um, those two vocal styles in a song, but the way that a lot of some metalcore bands do it, I don't know. It just, it sounds odd to me that they're mixing it. Um, uh, like Brendan said, some of the band, some of those, um, bands are kind of, I don't know what the word is. I would just say like emo, I guess is the best, not the genre, but just like emotional, like really, really like whiny. Uh, pretty corny too. <laughs> pretty corny. Uh, yeah. Like Evan said, like it's a, it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, everyone has those, those guilty pleasures. Um, not, that's not mine though. So yeah, that's it. Um, pick one of the other guys, harsh or clean, whichever one, but not both. Harsh. Clean. <laughs> with, with, with metalcore it's got to be harsh i feel like oh yeah no for sure but you see to to go off what you just said there there's bands where they have literally two singers and that's their sole purpose they're not playing any other instruments which i think is kind of weird like because you see a band like code orange like every not every member but like at least three members sing but they're all playing instruments too mm -hmm. so i mean I, I i agree with george in the sense that the bands that just have two singers where they're doing nothing else kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same. It's, it's so, weird. I mean, <laughs> or or if is, you have one vocalist and he does the harsh and the clean, that's fine. But yeah, that's yeah cool. having two singers is kind of weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless you're yeah. Nabla Viscaris and one of them is like a killer violinist and the other one is just, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like, he, like I said, he's playing instruments, so it's, it's cool. So mm. yeah. Um, mine, mine's also, uh, in the in the metalcore hardcore realm um i feel like there's a stigma within the within the community like that that frowns upon success and um like wanting to remain underground and if you do anything that becomes popular you're a sellout and i just think that's kind of stupid because what's the point of forming a band if you're not looking for success you know um mm -hmm. i mean uh, a good analogy, I guess, is like underneath by Code Orange. It's kind of got their their new album's got some different. It's it's in a different direction than some of their old stuff, but it's still very Code Orangey. Yet people are in the underground community are like, "You guys sold out," but like, no, no, they didn't. Like they're still mm -hmm. heavy, and I don't know. Just it's just weird to me. Like why why do you not want success? I think that's a stigma that needs to be broken in the metal community. Um, yeah. yeah, that's all I, I had to say, Evan, unless you have something more to say on that. So, 
Um, I mean, it's probably, yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's weird. It's definitely probably coming from the, like the punk community. Like I, I know that's always been a thing. Like look at Green Day, like they're a prime example of that. Yeah. You know, they were like straight up DIY punk, but then as soon as they, you know, released like Dookie and like all the, you know, all their like commercially commercial albums, you know, they're like, oh, you just sold out. But like, what's more, you know, punk than doing your own thing DIY, you know, and then making yourself like, you know, successful, you know, that's so sick. Yeah, I think exactly. that's, a, that's a that's a punk sentiment. I think, and there's a lot of that, and in, in, like that bled into like black metal and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, yeah, like what you said, it's like a, it's a reservation against being a poser, I guess, or like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of that kind of deal. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's definitely bands like you know, I don't know, like that definitely get in because they're posers, and then like you know, get big because of it. Like, I mean, you look at look at new metal. I mean, there's a lot of bands that were just like you know straight up just wanted to be famous you know but like code orange is a prime example of you know they literally have grinded forever you know and they have you know they have the the scars to show it you know they've played a lot of shitty shows you know it's like you know 20 people maybe you know in their day and they've been around forever so everything they're getting you know they more than you know deserve it 100 percent, 100 percent. what's the what's the uh, now i gotta listen to code orange what album should i listen to Ooh. I, I would say forever. Um, yeah, probably forever. Yeah. Um, that, that was their last new one before the new one that came out this year. Um, mm. It's the... It's, I, I tend, my favorite albums by artists tends to be, tend to be the ones that are like perfectly underground and mainstream at the same time. Um, like Forever was their first uh, major label release on yep, Roadrunner. Yep. Um, I mean, all their albums are good. It's just that one... That's that's the one that I discovered Code Orange through. So yeah, cool. I, I tend to answer through that. Um, yeah, I'll check that out. But uh, I, that's that's a nice segue too because their their new album is uh, my my favorite album of the year. And uh, our next episode, whenever George, you and I release that, uh, probably around Christmas time over our winter break, um, I'm going to talk about uh, that album a lot. Um, But my song rack for this week is actually a song from Forever um, called Ugly. Um, yeah, it's on Forever. They they put it on their uh, Under the Skin acoustic live album this year. Um, it's one of the more popular ones, but it's it's an anthem and it's popular for a reason. Um, song. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, George, what's your what's your song rack? My song rec is a Christmas song, and it is Wizards in Winter by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I knew you would like them. It's basically, for those who don't know, it's basically Christmas uh, uh, on, on metal. Uh, yeah. and pretty much rock, but metal fans will like it. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, drink some eggnog and put something in it when you listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? What's your song rec? Um, got kind of an underground one. Um, it's by a band called Heaven's Die. It's one I've been jamming a lot um, for the past couple of years. The song called the, ha- the Harm of Love. It's definitely like pure deathcore. I mean, they wouldn't call themselves deathcore, but like they have like melodic death metal riffs, but with breakdowns. And there's um, not to, you know, going off what George says, they, they have some like cool, like typo negative Peter Steele styled like um, uh, clean vocals like sprinkled throughout and it's like really done well hmm. it's really cool 
definitely a cool song and uh a lot of their stuff's pretty cool too what's it yeah, called think, it's called the harm of love by heavens die okay i think you you included that in the playlist you made for us right yep was it in there uh, okay i, I guess I, I must have missed that one um well yeah well i will check that out yeah um speaking of that playlist though um that's gonna be in the link below uh evan curated a playlist for us so thank you very much for that i i've listened to it already because i was too excited not to um and it's, <laughs> yeah it's i listened absolutely. to it too <laughs> hell yeah it's fantastic so um yeah uh evan thank you for joining us um, thanks for uh, having me guys it's been yeah, fun that was a hell of a time um, yeah. yeah like i said uh that that playlist by evan will be in the link description the link to it will be in the description below sorry um but yeah uh until you hear from George and I again, which will be over winter break at some point, we're thinking we're going to release our next episode on Christmas. Um, that that episode is going to be like a year in review where we count down like our, our top 10 albums of the year. Um, pretty much everything that happened in 2020. Um, so yeah, yep. until then, listen to Evan's playlist. Uh, tune in to the, the Hours of Power, which is on Impact 89 FM every Thursday night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m uh george anything else yeah so yeah just to reiterate what brendan said um yeah so no episode uh we'll be taking uh a one week hiatus uh during the week of exams and then we'll be back around christmas time um and yeah hopefully for that one we'll be able to be back on video we're still remote um because all of impact uh, 89 is not doing any video projects or anything like that uh because of lockdown so yeah we'll trying to get back to you uh, the content of the quality that you expect and that we want to release it at um, as soon as we can. So. Oh yeah. Thanks again, Evan. Thanks for having me guys. Been fun. Yeah, of course. Metal. You are the best clean vocalist of all time. You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiten, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Pod.